Hello, welcome to the Christmas special of Mixtape Made Entity. I'm your host Shane. We've got so much packed into this show, so let's do it. Merry Christmas, festive greetings, happy holidays. Welcome to the Christmas special of Mixtape Made Entity. This show is a little bit different, so instead of having one person contribute 15 songs, we've got multiple contributors to this playlist and to this podcast. So we're going to be visited by the guests of Christmas Past and also the guests of Christmas Future. And I know that's a joke I've made already, but I'm really proud of it, so just let me. In the first part of the show, we're going to have some past guests on and we're going to be playing a little game. We're also then going to have some songs that have been added by you, the listener, and I've got my choice in there as well. And then finally, we've got a little preview of just some of the guests who are going to be joining me in the new year. So we'll start with the games. We've got two separate games, one based at home in the UK and Ireland and one based in Australia. So for the one based at home, I've invited back David of the Noise State, Mac, the Macaroni Prince, and I've also invited my wife to take part in one of the games, uh, Rihanna. Um, I haven't scheduled an episode with Rihanna at this point we have a 10 month old baby in the house so that's been a little bit tricky but hopefully that episode's going to be coming up in the new year in Australia then we've got Emma Holland, Duncan Turner and Frankie McNair to take part the rules of the game are pretty simple and you'll hear me explain that in a bit all you need to know at this point is that I've asked each of my guests to tell me their go-to festive song and to not tell each other what songs they picked I did specify that it didn't have to be a Christmas song, just in case any of them didn't celebrate Christmas, but that clarification is important for for one of the choices in particular. That's more or less it. You'll hear the UK and Ireland game first, and then the Australian one, and then I'll jump back in with you and we'll talk through the listener choices, and then we'll get into the previews at the end. So without further ado, we'll jump into the Christmas special of Mixtape Identity with David, Mac, Rihanna, Emma, Duncan and Frank. No problem, give me, give me one second I send up because I need to just add audio capture to it but it'll only take a moment. Alright, cool. I'll, I'll explain what we're doing then while you're, while you're setting yeah, it up. Fair. So we're doing a little Christmas game, Christmas song game. Um, basically, the first half of the game you won't know what your choices are or what each other's choices are so i'm gonna ask you questions based on who do you think is the most likely to have picked a song matching a certain category and mm-hmm. then we'll let you know whether you're right or wrong and then once we get to the end of that then you'll have a chance to guess what what one another have picked does gotcha. that make sense yep. all right yeah, i think so so it's, it's all it's all multiple choice um so points wise you get two points if you got a, a right answer you get one point if the correct answer is your song because you, you should know the answer and, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i was like what <laughs> so, yeah, that make sense. and what i'm gonna do in terms of um giving your answers is basically i'm not gonna write, ask you to write anything down because i think it'll just slow things um i'm gonna go david mac ray just because that's how i've got it on my spreadsheet in terms of ordering answer so for for mac and mostly for ray uh basically don't be a dick with how you answer so lock in your answer before we start answering and don't change your answer based okay. on what other people have said 
I didn't know what you meant. I would never I do like, that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, we ready to go then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've started recording, so we're all good, baby. Okay, happy days. So, first question: Who's picked the song with zero mentions of the word Christmas at all? My money is on Mac. I also think it is me. Great. Mac too. Okay, she it is Mac. Like that to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> Ray's seen, cheating already. I'd say a little sketchy. <laughs> We need to let her get away with it. <laughs> All right, who picked the most modern song? I think it's Ray. I also think it's Ray. <laughs> I think it's me too, but I'm genuinely not copying your answer. <laughs> I don't know what you two picked, but yeah, um, it is Ray. Yeah. Ray is the oh, yeah. answer. I can't wait for this to finish a three-way tie. <laughs> <laughs> Who who picked the song with the most mentions of the word Christmas? I think that would be my choice. Mac? I was going to say Ray, so I'm going to lock it in because I'm not going to cheat. Okay, Ray? I think maybe me too. I don't know. I'm trying to think of it in my head. Right, I'm going to say me. You're locked that's, in. that's your answer. <laughs> David is the right answer there. Don't, Rihanna! <laughs> Sorry. I, I stuck to the brief. She was a Christmas song. That was my only selection criteria. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'll just leave it. We'll get to the end. <laughs> Who picked a song that was released the closest to Christmas? Ooh. Re. I think it might be me. Um, I'm going to go for David. It is Re. Ah. Ah. Who picked a song from a children's movie soundtrack? I think it was me also, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought David, so I'm gonna lock it in because I'm not cheating. Okay. It was it was Mac. I knew it was me, but I was trying to throw Rihanna off so she wouldn't cheat. <laughs> I'm not cheating. Oh so you say. Which of you picked an 80s song? Um me? I gotta say David also. Yeah, David. It is David. Mm. Mm. Who picked a song that's been covered by the cast of Glee and also the Spice Girls? I look through my Spice Girls discography. I think it's Mark. I think it's Mark. Okay. I think it was Ray. Okay. I'm going to say Mac. It was David. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> Well, that's embarrassing, David. You had the first shot there. <laughs> <laughs> you had a study your Spice Girls, baby. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I was listening to the Spice Girls version. And I... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not a cover. <laughs> Who picked the song that placed the highest in the UK charts? Ray. I'll say Ray as well. I'm going to say Mac. It's Ray. And Ray, oh. you should know I don't listen to popular music. That's true. <laughs> Too basic. Foolish answer that was. And last question in this round then. So whose song references Hearts Painted Black? Just very Christmassy. Mac. It's me. Mac. 
right your face seems to look like you weren't going to say me. <laughs> <laughs> you were laughing the second you said my name. Like, yes. Just my poker face? Yeah. yeah. By poker face where I'm giggling. <laughs> I don't play poker, so. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, that was Mac. Uh so that's the that's the end of the first half of the quiz. So so right. far, Ree's on seven points, Mac is on nine points, and David is on fourteen points. Whoa. Oh, what a suck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So second half then is, is gonna be based around your actual choices. So we're gonna start with Mac. Yeah. So this first question is going to be for for David and Ray. Okay. Um. So was Mac's choice a When You Believe from the Prince of Egypt? Was it B Marley and Marley from a Muppets Christmas Carol, or was it C You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch from How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Was it You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch? I had initially thought that because of the hearts painted black, but then I know how much Mac loves. The Muppets Christmas Carol, so I'm going to go for that one. It is a Muppets Christmas Carol. That is the correct answer. Curses. <laughs> so, so, Mark, talk us through your choice. Then why do you go for uh, Marley and Marley? I love the Muppets Christmas Carol probably more than any Christmas film bar Rocky Four, which is, you know, my original <laughs> choice. My original <laughs> choice for my favorite Christmas film, our Christmas song was um, <laughs> the theme song for Rocky Four. Yeah. That was my original wow. choice. And then I was like, no, ask me Marley and Marley, because literally every year when everyone else is singing about joy and and Christmas cheer, I'm just humming doom, Scrooge, you're doomed for all time to myself. <laughs> and it happens every year without fail. And then I remembered we were going to do this. And about a week ago, I posted that song like publicly, like what a bagger. Then was like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, real, no. <laughs> Oh, she got it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right, perfect. Yeah. So we've got three follow-up questions then to, to Max Choice. So again, all, all multiple choice, same rules apply. So we'll go David Macri and Mac, you can get a maximum of one point per answer here. Got it. So question one, what are Marley and Marley's first names in the movie? Is it A, Jacob and Robert? Is it B, Avarius and Greed? Or is it C Statler and Waldorf? Well, from 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 the story, I think it's A, but I know the Muppets like to do their own twist, but I'm gonna say A. Mike? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's it's Jacob and Robert, but they are played by Statler and Waldorf, I'm pretty sure, so it could be both of them confused, but I'm gonna stick to Jacob and Robert. Three? Yeah, I think A. I can't remember the other names. A is the correct answer. So it was Jacob and Robert. So Avarius and Greed is actually in the second line of the yeah. song where Marley and Marley, Avarius and Greed. Statler and Waldorf, is, as Max said, are the, the two hecklers who play Marley and Marley. And then, yeah, Jacob and Robert. So Jacob Marley was was the original character from Muppets Christmas Carol. And then they added Robert to, for uh, for the Muppets. Or Bob, as in Bob yeah. Marley. A great gag. Yeah. <laughs> I also read somewhere that um, someone was talking about it and they said that the the reason all the boxes are wailing is because of Bob Marley and the Whalers. I was like, I think you might have read a little bit too much into that one. But... <laughs> Question two then. In an interview, Kermit the Frog stated the most important piece of acting advice he ever got was given to him by Sir Michael Caine. So the question is, what was that advice? 
was it a failure is unimportant it takes courage to make a fool of yourself was it b it may not be easy being green but it's a lot harder being michael fucking kane or was it c don't blink Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god! I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say A, and the only I wanted to say B, but I don't think that's advice. That's a statement of uh, fact. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm gonna say C, and the reason I'm not saying it's B is because you said Kermit said in an interview, and I don't think he would have quoted that. <laughs> <laughs> Bree? Yeah, I'm going to say C as well. I already hope Bree was going to say B there. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is C. Yeah, boy. So, failure is a classic bit of Michael Caine humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the failure line, failure is unimportant. It takes courage to make a fool of yourself, was actually Charlie Chaplin. I uh, quite famously said that. Big friend of Kermit the Frog, obviously. Big friend. <laughs> Big friend. Yeah. Inspiration. And. <laughs> Yeah, it may not be easy being green. I, I just made that up. So I thought it was yeah, fine. <laughs> um, and question three. Muppets Christmas Carol suffered at the box office because of the release of which other Christmas movie? So it was released in 1992. So was it Home Alone 2, The Santa Claus, or Jingle All the Way? I think Home Alone 2. I think it's Home Alone 2, but that seems very early for, in my head. But maybe I've just, I don't know, Home Alone 2, I'll still go. Hey. I'm going to say the Santa Claus. Correct answer was Home Alone 2. So, was yeah. Like, I was, no, no way, Tim Allen was getting work in 1994. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Allen was getting work in 1994, as it happens. Yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing Christmas movies in 1996. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. To the, to the pleasure of no one. Oh, That's my favourite. Yeah, I know it is. I love that movie. <laughs> I know you do. How dare you? I do not. <laughs> Next one then, we'll move on to Ree's song. So, we know that Ree's song is the most modern. It was released the closest to Christmas and it placed the highest in the UK charts. So, is Rihanna's song My Only Wish This Year by Britney Spears? Was it Christmas Lights by Coldplay? Or was it Don't Let the Bells End by The Darkness? Oh. Oh. I'm gonna go with uh, C. That's the only one I I know actually, but it's a nice song. So C. Okay. I go with Britney Spears. The correct answer is "The Darkness." Don't let the bells end. So good. I love that song <laughs> so much. I know it's a good song, but just because we talked about "Lucky" by Britney Spears recently, <laughs> I was like, maybe that's yeah. inspired this choice. You know, that was Britney in her prime. You're not going to take a Britney Christmas song. My God. (laughs) So talk us through why you chose The Darkness. It's just the best. Like, I don't know. I love it so much. As much as I love like classic Christmas songs, there's something about like the drive on Christmas morning, just like belting it out. It's so good. And then like trying to do like the wee guitar bits and stuff. I love it. It's just so fun. Voice guitar is the best part of our. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The falsetto notes are good fun. (laughs) <laughs> excellent all right so we've got uh three follow-up questions then so question one what is the name of the front man of the darkness is it michael Starr, justin hawkins or david avidan it's it's justin hawkins yeah i was gonna say hawk yep 
<laughs> just noggins. <laughs> it is just noggins. That's correct. Uh, yeah. So Michael Starr is the front man for Steel Panther, and Dan Avidan is the front man for Ninja Sex Party. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Question two, then. The Darkness narrowly lost out on a UK Christmas number one in 2003. But who beat them to the top spot? Was it Michael Andrews and Gary Jules with Mad World? Was it Girls Aloud with Sound of the Underground? Or was it Shane Ward? That's my goal. I'm going to say it was Mad World. Yeah, I think it was Mad World. I'm trying to think back to 10-year-old me and what I might have been <laughs> singing at this time. Um, oh my god. 2003? I think I'm putting too much thought into it. I'm just going to say Girls Aloud. It was Mad World. Oh, yeah. bugger. Which is a... Uh... I wasn't singing that at 10. <laughs> it's a bit of an outlier on the Christmas number ones. Yeah, so this is this is quite... Um, this is a bit crazy, actually. So the darkness lost out on a Christmas number one by 5,000 sales. They were apparently like odds on to get it and were like, like people thought that they were definitely going to get it. And then uh, Saturday sales came in and mad world for whatever reason was the, the one that got the top spot. Gary was out all, all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just hand out flyers. Yeah. Just, I remember at the time it was like the American election when Trump was uh, on his way out, and we're watching. The, this is why I knew the answer. I was watching the news for like the whole week on the run up to Christmas, seeing the polls coming in, and we were all saying like, "Oh, darkness have got it. It's over." <laughs> Gary Jules was launching like this big counter campaign. He's saying that it's all skewed. And anyway, when Christmas morning we got up, we all came and watched TV. But we can't do no presents or anything because we were. And then finally, like the rolling news came in, and it's like Jules has done it. And we all celebrated to that joyous song. <laughs> wow! Yeah, we all danced in the bad world. We'll be <laughs> dancing on the streets. <laughs> I think there was a street party afterwards. Yeah. The, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, of course there was. Everyone went to bed early that <laughs> but not because they were tired, because they just had had enough. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like Chris, like I know you're uh, like. You're joking, David, but the the race for Christmas number one was is an insane thing in the UK. I don't think it's a thing that's like as prevalent in like Australia, for example, where um plenty of listeners, but elsewhere in the world, I don't think the the number one race is as important. We got some like wild, wild entries on the list. So like it was the Beatles and Pink Floyd and all sorts of you know amazing artists uh, back in the sixties and seventies. And then you come into the nineties, and you've got you got Queen, then Whitney Houston, then Mr. Blobby with Mr. Blobby. Oh my! <laughs> and then you have uh, Spice Girls won it three years in a row, and then Westlife. You know, this is the right, golden Boys, era yeah. of of nineties yeah. pop. And then the year two thousand comes, and it's Bob the Builder. Can we fix it? Oh. I remember. I sincerely remember, even at ten years old, being like that song. Shit. <laughs> I don't know how you'd explain that to. Like if if someone's not familiar with Bob the Builder, I don't know how you explain why did that happen. Do you know? Can I? I have a genuine theory of why we care so much about the top, the Christmas number one. Because mm-hmm. I think it didn't really, we didn't really start caring properly until like the Axe Factor era, and it became the people who hate Axe Factor didn't want the Axe Factor cycle to be number one or like pop. Yeah, that's true. And that's why whenever that Rage Against the Machine thing happened, everyone went nuts. 
Yeah. Because I think that's the only time in my whole life I have properly sat down to listen to the top 40 chart. Because I was like, if Joe McCaldry beats Rich <laughs> Gets the Machine, Christmas is cancelled. <laughs> I've so angry. I don't know if you remember Pato Bantan's hit, Baby Come Back, in the 90s. <laughs> I vaguely do, actually. But I was a big fan of this song and I kind of followed its success in the charts and hoped and hoped it would land the Christmas number one. I think it did bag it and I remember that Christmas morning. Um, we might need to just double check that this is not a false memory, but I seem to recall watching Pato living his moment and just thinking he's done it. <laughs> yeah, we dancing on the streets of London again. <laughs> again. Yeah, it was it was definitely a thing before the X Factor era. Oh no, I know, but I, mean, I, th- I think I the actual like became more like no, but it was like the thing. race for it was like a big thing. You know, you had actual yeah. artists going for it, and it was like a big achievement that you could get and then the x factor yeah. era came in and it was essentially like if you won the x factor your prize was to get the x factor number one it was just yeah. manufactured and set up that way and then <laughs> yeah as you said rage against the machine in 2009 was the i think before game. that everybody it was like is it going to be a white christmas that was all where the speculation was but then we're like we satellites and whatnot we got too good at predicting it we'd know if it was going to be a white christmas in yeah. like september <laughs> So then it was like, okay, we need something else to get excited about. Yeah. Who's going to be the top of the yeah. chart? I remember after that Rage Against the Machine thing, Simon Carl went on the news and was like, it's a disgrace that they've hijacked this and taken a number one away from a lovely young man. I'm like, well, you've taken it away from everyone forever. Yeah. <laughs> you've orchestrated this. Yeah. I was like, if I think you deserve to be beaten by a band that no one's listened to in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Last thing on Christmas number ones before we move on. So there's there's three artists that have had uh, three uh, consecutive Christmas number ones. So it was the Beatles in the 60s, the Spice Girls in the 90s, and in the late 2010s, Lad Baby, with oh, yeah. three yeah. separate sausage roll based parody songs. Yeah. So terrific. I've not, I've not, <laughs> <laughs> I've nothing against Lad Baby necessarily, but. I, I do. I feel like it's lost a bit <laughs> of a <laughs> it, it is very funny that that is, as we are just talking about how the race for Christmas number one used to be so big and I couldn't tell you a single one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, question three then. So, uh, Oh, yes, the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another, another near miss with the darkness, Justin Hawkins launched a failed attempt to represent the UK at Eurovision in 2007. Which act went on to represent the UK that year? So was it Gemini with their song Cry Baby? Was it Scooch with Flying the Flag? Or was it Jade Ewan off of the Sugar Babes with It's My Time? I think it was Gemini and I've got a story about it. But um, I'm not sure if I've got the years right, but I think it was Gemini. Okay. You can tell your story if you want to, because I have a story afterwards or else I feel like I'm going to take up a lot of time. It might be it might be the wrong year. It's not that good a story. <laughs> uh, I right. had this girlfriend who knew this. It was all very exciting because she knew she sort of a family friend was going in the Eurovision Song Contest. It was really exciting, and, oh. and then well, Gemma and I didn't get any points, so it was sort of, <laughs> you know the glory turned to turned to yeah. Him. 
despair. That is that is the real sad thing. I'll be like, all of my friends is competing in like the world stage. <laughs> if they do shit, it's like, oh, it's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was laughing there because I, in my head, when you started that question, I was like, I fucking know this answer. It's Simon Webb from Blue. And then he wants one of the options. <laughs> I was really certain. I was like, I know this. <laughs> Uh, I think it is Gemini. That was my backup answer. If it was whatever you first said, that's what I was going to think. Then I th- it was like Simon Webb's coming up. Has, on the has Simon <laughs> Webb ever, ever done the Eurovision? Season? I don't know if he has, but in my head, I was certain he was. One. I feel like I feel like that's a claim to claim to fame. Neither he to or be assumed to have done it. I've been involved at some point. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm I'm sure at least attempted it. Yeah, hey, Ray, you what, know how I feel about Simon Webb. <laughs> I know. Ray, what's your answer? Well, I had a similar feeling to Mac when you started the question and I actually thought, oh my God, I'm going to get one right. And then I thought it was Jedward and forgot they represented Ireland because I only remember their song Lipstick and I don't remember any of their songs. Right. Um, I want to say that Fly in the Flag one because I feel like I remember it, but I don't know. Probably wrong. Scooch, Fly in the Flag is actually the correct answer. Yeah. Well done, Ray. You know, I feel like my story's worthless. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's still good. Ray, you were wise. Or you you knew the UK would pick something very um, patriotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Has to be about the flag. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun one. All right, so moving on to David's song then. So what is David's song? Is it A, Do They Know It's Christmas by Band Aid? Is it B, Merry Christmas Everyone by Shaking Stevens? Or is it C, Christmas Rapping by The Waitresses? And I go, oh, sorry, I turned it off. I was, like, I was yeah. waiting for David to go, but obviously, I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. read it. Tell uh, us your song. Merry Christmas, everyone. Shaky Steve. Great. What was, what was the first option again? It was Do They Know It's Christmas, but Band Aid. Merry Christmas, everyone, or Christmas Rapping. I'm going to say Band Aid. Both incorrect. The answer is Christmas oh, Rapping no. by Waitresses. That's a great song. I was trying to think answer. of the amount of Christmases in it. Yeah, that's <laughs> I was trying exactly to like compare them. <laughs> that's like, what I was doing as well. But I was like, I can't do maths as quickly. Like, surely, Merry Christmas! Everyone says Christmas loads. <laughs> <laughs> I could just hear Bono and was like, Christmas, yeah. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, David, why did you pick this song? I think Reese covered it. I just think it's a great song. Um, I didn't. I don't know when I dis- discovered it. Uh, it's not the sort of one that gets played on. It's not. It's not in that like golden circle of the. Christmas greatest hits, but it's still, you know, you hear it about a bit. Mm. But my friend once put it on a playlist for me, and it wasn't even a Christmas themed playlist. It was like in the summer it came, but this was track one. And um, I mean, it's it, it's it's got a brilliant groove. Like the whole thing's got a great groove. It's like ambitious with its uh, orchestral. It's catchy. It's fun. It's not the most positive song, but it feels like it is because it's, it's too jovial. Mm. So there's just lots of reasons why I really like it, but it just sounds nice. Oh. It's got a nice introduction and a nice uh, middle and a nice end. The big, the big three. <laughs> I mean, you say it's not jovial. You say it's not jovial, but I picked the song about ghosts warning a man from going to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be a more upbeat playlist. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The saddest Christmas playlist ever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're going to follow questions then. So question one, uh, which you were all trying to work out. How many mentions of the word Christmas are there oh, in God. Christmas wrapping? <laughs> so there's 16, 24, or 36. 
can't just count. I'll go 36. I think it's 36. I'm going to say 24. It's 36. Ooh. Except when they play it live, it's 37 because at the end they're like, Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Jack, did you factor that in? I didn't. I didn't. Does it happen? (laughs) I'll add a wee bonus point in there. Uh, No, no, David's already ahead. (laughs) It doesn't matter at this point. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Question two. The waitresses are actually considered a two-hit wonder with this song and what other song? So is it Mickey, I Want Candy, or I Know What Boys Like? Wow. (laughs) The stress. (laughs) I'm going to say... I want candy. Uh, I'm going for Mickey. Really? I'm going to say the other one, but I can't remember what it is. What is what's the other one? I know what boys like. No, no, no. Um, oh. Okay, Mickey then. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Well, now I'll I, pick I, I can't one. even. Like... <laughs> no, I'll pick the third one there just to add a trick. Okay. Uh, I know what boys like is the correct answer. Oh yeah! My God. <laughs> <laughs> what does I'm it even so go like? Talented. I don't know. No, oh. can't can't sing it on the podcast anyway. You can if it's under six seconds. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know six seconds of it. Hmm. Uh, last question. Um, famously in uh, Christmas wrapping, the singer sings the line, "Oh damn, guess what I forgot." What did she forget? Was it cranberries, the turkey, or potatoes? I don't know, but I'm just thinking if I was. If it was song worthy, it would probably be the turkey because otherwise I'd consider it inconsequential, really, to the to the Christmas event. Okay. See, I'm going the other way, and that I'm going to say cranberries because I think if it was turkey or potatoes, you'd probably stop singing and go and deal with it. <laughs> It'd be the title of the song. Forgot. It. <laughs> yeah, you'd yeah. be like, oh, "It's just cranberries, not a big deal." We forgot the turkey. Everyone's going to be like, "What the fuck?" Three. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's cranberries because doesn't she say like you forgot? Cranberries too. I don't know. It is cranberries, yeah, and that's exactly right. Really? Yeah. I can't believe I don't even know the lyrics. <laughs> she runs into the the bloke that she's been chasing all year, uh-huh. and yeah, he he forgot ah, yes. cranberries too, and it all ties together bloke. nicely. Romantic. It was not not the most upbeat song. My ears only prick up at the Christmas bits. <laughs> <that's laughs> <it. laughs> too busy counting. I was. <laughs> I was genuinely going to say potatoes just because I was thinking of that scene Peep Peep show, yeah. where they only have one potato. <laughs> that was the only Plastic. reason I was going to say potatoes that I thought about logically. I, I, I genuinely only put that answer in there because of that. Best ever Christmas. So I'm, I'm glad we're on the, the same page. <laughs> yeah, they're the best bet. <laughs> Not bread, but um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so that brings us to the end of the quiz. So, uh, points-wise, Ree has 17 points. Mark has 22. And thank you, everyone. <laughs> what a great quiz. <laughs> this is a pleasure to win. <laughs> and I'll be on my way. David is our winner today with 25 points. Well oh, done. <laughs> like mm-hmm. a real boy standing tall. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I'm king of that Christmas snow top mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's that's it then. So. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Jack. All right, guys. Well, thanks very much for that. Thank you.
Merry Christmas, Merry everyone. Christmas. Bye. Christmas. All right, see you soon. Speak soon. Bye, bye everyone. Bye. And bye, Duncan, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> tell you the story of why I picked it in a minute. I reckon I know what yours is now. No, you don't. I reckon okay. I do. <laughs> you don't know who I, I don't, am. I know Jessica Simpson and Hilary Duff's discographies. Okay, yeah, you're okay. probably not. <laughs> who picked the song with the most mentions of the word Christmas? <laughs> you locked in. I'm locked in. Frankie. Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie? Frankie? <laughs> I think we all know what my song is. Frankie! Uh, who picked an Australian artist? Who's who's the patriotic one? I'm locked in. Emma. 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 Emma is correct. You fucking indie bullshit. In, in my defense, I didn't know they were Australian. Or a long time, so. Last one. Who picked a song that is just not a Christmas song? <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in. Emma. Emma. <laughs> I was like Duncan. Oh, no, it was Emma. Oh. <laughs> it was Emma. What did you... Go- How did you get it so wrong, Emma? <laughs> Yak said it didn't have to be a Christmas song It just had to remind you of Christmas Okay That is true That is true Okay so that's the end of round one So at this point Emma has 15 points Duncan has 10 And Frankie has 11 So a commanding lead And I'm in um, the position with the least ability to cheat And I'm still ahead Yeah well I did get docked points for cheating So (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense that I'm in last And I accept that That's true Alright, so we're going to guess Emma's song now. So this is just for Duncan and Frankie. So you've got multiple choice. So we know it is an 80s song, we know it's an Australian artist, and we know it's not a Christmas song. So is it You're the Voice by John Farnham? <laughs> is it Don't Change by NXS? Or is it Down Under by Men at Work? A. A. It's B. It's Don't oh. Change by NXS. Oh my god. Oh my god, Emma, sadness. What? What? You Wait, is that the sad one? No. It's not sad. Oh, I'm Don't thinking of the wrong song. For you. Oh, okay, yep, yeah, no. All right, I was thinking oh god, of the Zoom sad just one. Asked if we're playing music. You're going to get DMCA. <laughs> <laughs> it was spot on, so yeah, that that is a possibility. Uh, so, Emma, why did you go for why the fuck did you go for Don't Change? <laughs> um, as we all know, I have Spotify playlists going back to 2013. And the one song that continually pops up in December is Don't Change by NXS. And I think it's because I listened to it in 2014 when I was um, apartment sitting for someone over the summer. And I just listened to it all through the summer, like which is Christmas and December. And so like... I was listening to it walking through malls and there was like Christmas decorations everywhere and so now whenever I think of like Christmas and like summer heat I just think of that song alright Merry Christmas bitches (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna have to listen to that song it's one of my I think it's in my top five favourite songs of all time it's a good one I love it yeah it didn't make the playlist because it didn't really fit anywhere but yeah it's definitely in my top five In Excess are up there for me as well yeah yeah I thought yeah. you hated NXS. No, no, no. Devil Inside is just such a fucking goer. Yeah. Because I, I, the reason I've never brought this song up in What's front of you is one? because you said you hated NXS. What's their other big one? 
<laughs> oh, um, never tear us apart. Yeah. Uh, I mean that one is good as well. Uh, let me... I can't believe this. Oh, there, it's like is, is it, it like the sick? very sexy one? Need you tonight, yeah. The super yeah, sexy the very one. sexy one. That's a great song. <laughs> I can't I believe this. Why do we ever listen to I'm them? I'm not sleeping. I don't know. Because you assumed that I hated them because of how I look. <laughs> because of what I represent. Because you said once to me, I hate in excess. Okay, that definitely did not happen. Did because happen. I have one of their singles on 45. Then let's go listen to it after this. Oh my god. Well, we're going to have a nice night listening to this. I can't believe I you're breaking up on me. the A side is Devil Inside and the B side <laughs> is Nature Tonight. Okay, well, this changes things. Merry Christmas, I guess. Wow. <laughs> we got a stronger relationship. We're staying relationship. together. <laughs> Mum and Dad are staying this together. This was the greatest Christmas gift of all. Has this gone off the rails? Christmas Is there miracle. more rails? <laughs> we got to guess your song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Frankie's. All right. we guess but we all song. know what Frankie's is. I can tell you without asking questions. But... <laughs> no, no, I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we've got some uh, additional questions around Emma's song. So we've got oh. um, three bonus questions. Also multiple choice. So, question one. Don't Change was included in Triple M's 100 Aussist songs. Most Australian songs. It was number uh, number 28 in the list of 100. But which song was top of that chart? So, was it Never Tear Us Apart by NXS? Was it ACDC, Long Way to the Top? Or was it Cold Chisel, K-San? Okay. Oh, it's got to be cold chisel. Yeah, it is cold chisel. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, am I ever gonna see your face again? You know that one? Yeah. 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 You go. Oh man. I'll, what song I'll, is that? I forget the name of the band. They played at my old work. Face again. No way. Get fuck fuck off. There's this song that's just like <laughs> the chorus is, "Am I ever gonna see your face again?" And Australian crowds would yell, no way, get fucked, fuck off. Every single time they played it to the point that it's in the live recording, audible, and the live video clip has it subtitled. <laughs> oh, that's so good. The Angels. The Angels. Yeah. Nice. That, yeah, of course it was called Chisel. It can't not be. Yeah, it's got to be. All right, cool. I'm going to look that up. All we have in Northern Ireland is like, is people putting in just nasty shit about Catholics in songs like um, Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> so um, in Sweet Caroline, you know, Sweet Caroline, da da da, da ba ba ba. Um, depending on where you are, you can almost always hear someone shouting "fuck the Pope." Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. so funny. Imagine carrying the Pope around in your brain like that. <laughs> I know. The Pope? I, yeah, right. Are you not being oppressed by the Pope? What are you talking about? I don't know if it's an Australian thing, but I heard it heaps in America during Sweet Caroline where they go, um, good times never feel so good. Everyone would go, so good, so good, so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, Is no, that like a, that's a thing. everyone thing? That's yeah. It's, uh, I that's only heard it in life. America. Question two, got ruining question two. <laughs> question two. <laughs> um, question two. Which of these hasn't covered "Don't Change" by NXS? Is it Goo Goo Dolls, Matchbox Twenty, or Limp Biscuit? B. A. C. It is B. Whoa! That Goo Goo Dolls covered it. 
which means there apparently is a Goo Goo Dolls cover of Don't Change and a Limp Bizkit cover of Don't Change. Oh, Limp Bizkit would be sick. Mm-hmm. I'll be I looking hate... that up very soon. <laughs> Matchbox 20 was the first um, show I ever went and saw live. What? Oh, really? Yeah, I was 14 and I was in the mosh pit that was just a sea of wine mums. <laughs> who were just screaming for Rob Thomas and I was very scared. <laughs> oh, that's class. Okay, so question three. Manager Gary Morris of uh, of NXS, what was said to be his worst idea for the band? Was it A, because three of the members were the Farris brothers, he wanted to call the band the Pharisees? Was it B, he wanted the band to be a Christian rock band? Or was it C, after Michael Hutchins' romantic involvement with Bob Geldof's wife Paula Yates and the subsequent messy custody battle, he wanted the band to release a song called I Don't Like Mum Days? B? I think it was D. Uh, he thought they should all try autoerotic asphyxiation just once to see if they liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Funny. I can't imagine they were ever. I'm going with Christian Rock. I can't imagine they would ever be though, because yeah. if he's into like that, that's why it's a, it's a bad idea. Yeah, I think the bad idea was that he wanted them to be Chrisos. I'm gonna say the um, third one, the one about the third one. The song. Yeah. Do, I don't like Mum Days. Yeah. Uh, the answer was B. It was Christian Rock. What? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so he he tried to sell them on hardcore Christianity during his brief stint as a manager because he had attended a Billy Graham crusade. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he wanted, them, he wanted them to write awesome. songs about Christ and to promote a drug and alcohol free and no sex before marriage proper Christian lifestyle. This makes uh, me like them more. There is an alternate universe where they're still touring that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the band, of course, went on to write songs like Devil Inside and Original Sin. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, and to fuck heaps. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, so we're on to Duncan's song. So Duncan picked a song that was released the closest to Christmas. It was covered by Jessica Simpson, Hilary Duff, and Hall and & Oates. And it is the oldest song. So is his song Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms? Was it Run Rudolph Run by Chuck Berry? Or was it Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley? B. Emma? It's AC. It was A. It was Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby. Really? Hammond. Okay. I want to pick that. Let me tell you the story about why <laughs> Jingle Bell's rock came into my life. <laughs> <laughs> my parents like went away on a trip just before Christmas. And so they sent me to my auntie's house to stay with her and I was sleeping on the couch in the lounge room and she had an automatic Christmas tree that would go off. It was like noise activated and it would sing the first couple bars of Jingle Bells Rock but like really distorted and it would wiggle and make this horrible (laughs) robot noise. It was like... (laughs) And it was noise activated... And my auntie was snoring so loud that her snoring kept setting it off and it kept waking me up. So I just lay on the couch and cried. (laughs) 
Merry Christmas. How old were you? Nine. Nine years old. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> that's the saddest song I've ever heard. Why did you pick this song? Okay. Well, I don't know. You said pick a song that reminds you of Christmas. <laughs> Duncan, I know the exact kind of tree you're talking about too, and your impression was spot on. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. That's so funny. Dampener on things. All right. That's so funny. <laughs> that's really good. Why are all your stories about something sounding a bit wrong? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> funny okay so no points there so we've got some follow-up <laughs> questions then uh question one how many times is the word jingle in this song is it 30 50 or 60 i'm going high 60 b i mean you need to guess you can't just I'm going with <laughs> a the answer's a it's actually 30 yeah because i counted <laughs> <laughs> that was cheating alright what decade was this song released bear in mind Duncan thought it was the 80s I he chose wrong. this song was it the, the 40s the 50s or the 60s fuck really oh my god 60s 50s C it was the 50s oh I legitimately thought it was the 80s yeah. But see, like, how would I know anything about this song? I don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I never will again. Just have that one horrible memory. <laughs> I'm going to set it to my alarm tone. Help me get up in the morning. I wonder if the tree was covered by the Chuck Berry one, specifically. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Question three, then. So this song features in a very wholesome Christmas scene, a famous Christmas movie, in which young ladies in sexy Christmas outfits to a sexy Christmas dance for basically no reason relevant to the film what was the movie is it Deck the Halls Mean Girls or B B B Mean <laughs> Girls that's what I mean yeah it's Mean Girls I remember the scene it is Mean Girls yeah it was so great formative film. yeah great film yeah. it's a lot they slap a glove my goodness I loved it it's not until you get a bit older that you realise Janice was the villain yeah hmm. yeah such a good movie yeah. stands the test of time so yeah. funny it was a great movie that scene in Deck the Halls is just horrendous do you know the one I'm talking about? no uh, I haven't seen Deck the Halls I don't know what that is oh god oh no I'm going to have to describe the, this scene <laughs> it's Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito and they basically the, the, the plot of the film is that Matthew Broderick is like the main guy in the village and he, he always does the Christmas lights and it goes really well and then Danny DeVito is basically trailer trash who moves in next door and decides that he's going to be the house with the biggest lights. And it becomes a, a Christmas battle between the two of them. Amazing. But there's this scene in Deck the Halls where they're having this argument and then basically this song starts playing and they see on the stage there's three ladies in the same like Mean Girls outfits on stage doing a sexy little dance and everyone's like, woo! And they basically they were like oh we can both agree this is the kind of stuff we like so we'll put our differences aside for a moment and we'll just watch this and then they start like shouting things and Matthew Broderick shouts who's your daddy and then the girls turn around and it turns out that it's their daughters are the ones on stage doing the sexy dance 
Oh. And it's not relevant to the plot of the film. No. In any way. So it's You're just... telling me someone in Hollywood <laughs> yeah. wrote a scene yeah. with sort of, let's just say, nonce-esque uh, <laughs> overtones. You're t- yeah. In Hollywood, though. Yeah. Really? Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Sexuous as well. Great. That's weird. Who'd have thunk it? Anyway. Dunk it. <laughs> no, this, dunk it, this, dunk it. this round really brought the, the tone down, didn't it? That's uh, my fault. I accept full responsibility. <laughs> that's fine. All right, Frankie, no pressure. Bring oh, it up. you can't not. Frankie's song. Uh, okay, I'm just going to ask you then. If you get it wrong, I'll give you the multiple choice. But what what's Frankie's okay. song? Um, i got no idea. Is it um, All I Want For Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey? It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> That's all she wants. That's all she wants for Christmas. It is absolutely. Frankie, talk us through it. All right. So this song is burned into my brain as Christmas, not because of like the regular reason of it's everywhere, but because for the past like two or three years, around every Christmas, I've had to put on like white like butoh face paint and then walk around the streets of Canberra at night as a Christmas tree and this song will play through a speaker and we'll have to stop walking and then just burst into a choreographed dance um and I'm wearing like a Christmas tree um yeah so that's um that's why have you, has somebody employed you to do this or have you taken it upon yourself <laughs> like some sort of Christmas vigilante? It's for Christmas year. No, I got paid really well. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> Last year in Cambridge during Christmas, I went to visit Frankie while they were dressed as an elf giving out free snow cones in the middle of Canberra City and it felt like a scene from like a rom-com where a friend goes to visit their quirky friend and asks for like love advice. It was very funny. <laughs> it was great. We were talking and also about people like... walking, people walking past, being like, "Frankie's like, do you want a snow cone?" And they're like, "No." And they're like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> people were really like, as well. Like, I was like, "Would you like a snow cone?" Like, dressed as a fucking elf. The costume was so hot, and it was summer, and I was just like sweating. And I'm like, "Do you want a snow cone?" And they're like, "Why? Who? How much is it?" And I'm like, "No, it's free. It's." For you know, for joy, and people are like, "What? Well, who's organising it?" No, I won't take a snow. I'll come back You're later. Telling and I'll me take five. The council is trying to bring joy into my life. Well, tell them that to bring joy into my life, they should let me cut the pear tree that's overhanging my fence. Tell them that. Get the phone out now. And I will have a snow cone. Thank you. Got red or green flavor. <laughs> I had so many red flavors. I got a, like a proper sugar high and then tried to ride one of those electric scooters home and almost crashed it because I was vibrating. <laughs> so I love to spread joy. We love Christmas in Canberra. <laughs> Sorry okay. that my song was sincere. Ugh, yucky. <laughs> Well, mine's sincere. I have like good memories of being a a, a speechless Christmas tree who right, wanders around at night. Hmm. Yeah, I got no. Excuse. I didn't mean to invalidate your experience. Sorry, everyone. No, it's song. okay.
That's lovely. All right. Uh, so, follow questions then. So, since the song's released in 1994, in how many of the four decades has the song topped the US charts? Is it zero, two, or four? Um, four. Yeah, hard four. Gotta sure. be. Four? <laughs> Frankie, be honest. Did you say four because they said four confidently? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still giving you the point because you were honest. Does Canberra Mall plays count towards Spotify charts? <laughs> I just read somewhere like a couple weeks ago that like someone was like Mariah Carey waiting for her um, another number one hit for like the 2020s or something. So it was like the article I read implied that it had been number one every decade. Yeah, so she's the first artist to, the, the only artist to ever do that. So the, the Beatles have, have had a number one song, a song be number one in three decades um, but no one's ever done four amazing so that was a big one for Al Mariah fucking hell um, <laughs> Al Mariah <laughs> when the song was first released it peaked at number two when it was released in Australia which song beat it to the number one spot that year was it Silver Chair Tomorrow Coolio Gangsta's Paradise or Spice Girls Wannabe Ooh. oh I see See. I'm trying to think if it came out like a little bit before Spice Girl. I'm gonna go with Coolio just because I don't know. I feel like that song was a little earlier. It was Silver Chair tomorrow. Oh shit! Sorry, Silver Chair. Oops. I've never heard of. Oh yeah, big big Australia vibes. The, the guy from Silver Chair. I think the drummer from Silver Chair's wife is on the Real Housewives of Melbourne, and she is a psychic. Fun fact for That's you. Cool. Yeah. Good. That's one for the for the link in the description. You couldn't be <laughs> psychic and a drummer because you'd always be rushing the beat. That's good. Cut that out. That's dead it. I'm gonna slip you to twenty. <laughs> so yeah, Silver Chair was ninety four, oh. and then Coolio was ninety five, and Spice Girls was ninety six. Damn. Damn. Oh. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> last question then so this song inspired a straight to video animated movie of the same name in which a young Mariah wants a puppy for Christmas but who starred in the movie as young Mariah was it Autumn Reeser who you may know as Taylor from the OC and numerous uh, Hallmark Christmas movies was it Ashley Williams who was who I know is Victoria from How I Met Your Mother, the only likable character in How I Met oh, Your Mother, and yeah. also multiple Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> or was it Mariah Carey herself? Mariah Carey's the only person on that list I know, so luck in C for old Duncan. I'm going to say Autumn. I'm going to go with B, but I don't know why. It was Mariah Carey. Because of course it was fucking Mariah Carey. It's taken it off. Not only did she release this song, but she starred in uh, an animated movie <laughs> based on the, the song title All I Want for Christmas Is You. Unreal. Is it like a full like 90 minute movie? I don't know. It's on Netflix. Let's have a look. Is there a nice song? Oh, it's fine. <laughs> no, I do want to know now. Uh, All I Want for Christmas Is You movie. Uh, yeah, it's an, it's, yeah, an hour and a half. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. I think he's right. 
Uh, oh, yeah, Henry Winkler's in it as well, because of course he is. Because of course he is, yeah. <laughs> you could not have him in it. My God. <laughs> so at the end of that game, Frankie has 20 points. Duncan has 21 points. Oh. But the winner with 26 points is Emma Holland. Woo-hoo. Suck my Christmas spirit. <laughs> second in things, though, don't you? I hate you. <laughs> the Irish listeners, uh, Emma's the raw comedy runner-up from whatever year. And when Duncan and I met, I wasn't the first person he asked out. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thanks very much, guys, and Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas! That's it for the past guests. Thank you so much to, to David, Mac, Rihanna, Emma, Duncan, and Frankie for joining me again on the show and making that so much fun to record that's it for the past guest then so let me tell you a little bit about some of the other choices on the playlist the first song on the playlist is christmas lights by coldplay so this is actually my choice now i would say this is my second favorite christmas song my first would be darling love christmas baby please come home but the reason i've chosen this song for this playlist is i think it fits the theme of the podcast which is that this is a song that in a past life i probably would have dismissed because very easy to to shit on Coldplay they're not a cool band they're not an awful lot of fun uh, for a lot of people, people find them boring but I think this is just a beautiful song, I think it's a a really well written ballad I think it's a great Christmas song and I think it's one that more people should be drunkenly belting out in pubs at 1am so that's my aim is to get more people drunkenly singing Coldplay for Christmas so that's why I included that particular song. The last three songs on the playlist then, Driving Under Stars by Marika Hackman, Shake Up Christmas by Train, and This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Those three songs were all contributed by listeners of the show, more specifically viewers of the streams of The Macaroni Prince and a good friend of mine, Roebuck James. So these guys in the past week have organised charity streams um, to raise money for a homeless charity in Stoke and they actually raised over 500 pounds which is just an incredible effort and I think it's going to be much appreciated by the Macari Foundation there in England my small contribution to this was that I said for every £2 donated that I'll give someone a vote for their Christmas song to include it in the playlist um, obviously the, the the main reason people were donating was because it's a great cause and for the great streams that, that these guys were putting on but still really proud to be a small part of what was just an incredible effort over that week uh, so big thanks then to Tom Saw, Blinky the Ghost Aiden, We Jess, Crytentin Mash on Pizza, Shang Boat and Ellen uh, who all contributed and voted for their songs special shout out here as well to Ellen who has actually introduced me to a lot of great Christmas songs over the past uh, couple of weeks but also created the artwork for this playlist and it's so fucking cool i absolutely love it lastly then for this show it's the guest of christmas future so you're about to hear the final songs from the list from the next five guests to appear on the show in the new year and i think it's the best that they introduce themselves so merry christmas becky halls merry christmas shane thank you 
<laughs> so what was your Christmas song and why? Uh, my Christmas song is Felice Navidad by The Wiggles. Um, Lovely. The Wiggles are actually incredible musicians and shouldn't be underestimated just because their main audience is children. This is such a wonderful Christmas carol song and I just love it. My brother listened to it pretty much throughout the entire year because he's a big Wiggles fan and has no regard for appropriate times or places for listening to music. So whenever it's Christmas time, this is the song that just jumps into my brain as one that I can probably tolerate over and over and over without getting sick of. It's just it's just very nice. It's very smooth, catchy. I love it. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Easy as that. I had to think about why I liked it. I was like, I don't even know why. <laughs> I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom. I was like, that's so nice. From the bottom of his heart, the yellow wiggle yeah. wishes you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of his heart. What more do you want? <laughs> Happy Christmas, Michelle Breezer. Merry Christmas! <laughs> so can you tell me what your Christmas song was and why you picked it? Uh, I picked White Wine in the Sun by Tim Minchin um, because it just really does. It paints such a picture of uh, Australian Christmas because obviously our Christmas is very different to yours. Um, sure. It is white wine in the sun with your family and... Uh, I also I love the you know the the lyrics about like I don't it's not really about loving the religion I'm not religious I don't agree with the church but it's about it's about family and about gathering and taking a rest together and I I really like that I think it's a really beautiful I think it's the best song he's ever written and probably the best song he'll ever write it's a it's a gorgeous song perfect (laughs) that's it no questions Merry Christmas So for this next one, I actually forgot to do the Christmas song in the actual recording we did. So um, he was kind enough to send this to me afterwards. Merry Christmas, Cameron James. What was your song and why did you pick it? So my favourite Christmas song, or at least the one that I picked for this, is Fairy Tale of New York by The Pogues, Shane McGowan. Um, you know, look, it's a controversial song. And maybe that's partly why I like it as well. It's got some rude words in it. It's got a couple of words that I'm, I definitely, when it gets to the point where I'm singing along, I just start mouthing along or sometimes have a drink from my beer at that point so I don't have to sing along to a couple of the words. But it's fun. It's like a dirty little fucking grubby tune that's sort of sad and depressing and also melancholy and happy at the same time i enjoy it i like it because i discovered it later in life so i knew every other christmas song little drummer boy and um old king wenseless and all that stuff and this was like a modern one so it was fun to pop on at family things i also kind of like that apparently elvis costello is involved in the writing of the song or he he dared shane mcgowan that he he wouldn't be able to write a Christmas number one hit song like you were talking about earlier. And um, McGowan took him up on the dare. And I don't think it ever was a number one. I think it, it was pretty high on the charts, but it's still a classic. And for better or worse, it's going to always be around. Um, and just don't sing along to some of the words if you don't want to. You know, I don't. Just get drunker. Merry Christmas, Conchetta. 
<gasps> Merry Christmas to you, Shane, and to all the listeners. So what uh, what Christmas songs did you pick for the playlist? I picked It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams. Love it. Perfect. Love this song. Um, did I go to Spotify and look at Christmas classics? You betcha. And Excellent. this is the one that rose to the top for me because it just has that vibe of like, it makes you think of all Christmas movies at once. And it makes, yes. it just is like, hi, hun, it's Christmas. Like, get ready. Life is beautiful. And again, you know me. I love the messaging. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And is he right? He's right. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's like time just for December. It's like everyone's pretty much like, on the same page everything's a little bit more magical even though we're in australia and there's no snow it just still feels like there could be little snow and it just was my favorite of all the classic-y songs that make you think of like home alone and all the best christmas movies and i love his voice mm. it's so beautiful a crooner an old crooner <laughs> Perfect. merry christmas Sammy peterson Merry Christmas, Shane. Happy festive season, I think, is uh, what we've started to say in Australia a lot. Happy festive season. Happy holidays. (laughs) I don't know what any of it means, but happy holidays. It feels like happy (laughs) holidays. Everyone have a good holiday and a good break. Yeah. A pleasant winter fest to you as well. (laughs) Uh, So what was your song for for the Christmas playlist and why? My my song for the Christmas playlist, and I know when I say it, you'll go, that's not even a Christmas playlist song, but it is NYE <laughs> New Year's Eve by Missy Higgins, and it's actually a cover of oh. NYE. Missy did not write the original, and for people not in Australia who are listening to your wonderful podcast, the Missy Higgins is basically, I call her Australia's Adele. Uh, I don't mm. I don't know if Missy would be comfortable with that. I don't know Missy personally, <laughs> but I like to think that Missy... I, I kind of grew up listening to Missy Higgins, and I started talking on, on my own podcast. I started referring to Missy Higgins a lot. I started saying, we're back after Missy Higgins every time we'd cross yep. to something. I wouldn't even cross to something. I'd just always say, we're back after Missy Higgins. It was a fun joke because everyone in Australia kind of knows who Missy Higgins is. We've got kind of Missy Higgins, Paul Kelly. There's quite a few people in Australia that to international people, they have no idea who they are, but no right. one knew who I was talking about when I was talking about Missy Higgins. And I didn't know that there's lots of international people listening. No one knows who I'm talking about with Missy Higgins. I then started going through Missy Higgins is, I don't know what the plural is of <laughs> Missy Higgins is, um, <laughs> but she, I just started listening to her back catalogue and uh-huh. then I found she did an album that was just covers. So I always really liked her songs. Went back, fell in love with Missy again, which we all do at some point in our life, Shane. I'm sure you'll fall in love with her for the first time uh, when listening yeah, to coming. Missy. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, you're, you're pre-Missy Higgins, but I'm definitely post-falling yeah, yeah. in love with Missy. Cool. And we had, uh, when I was listening to it, her album of covers, there's one song called NYE, and it's basically her singing about New Year's Eve and everyone's drunk and everyone's having a great time. And it kind of sums up what Australia's like at that time. I grew up in a in a country town and it's a small town sort of vibe in the song that I really I really like. It's the way that she sings it and it, it's always my go to Australia's song. Um I don't know if you've mm-hmm. had a lot of uh, Aussie people on your podcast for, for doing the Christmas songs, but the main Christmas song in Australia seems to be How to Make Gravy by Paul Kelly. 
I'm sure that's come up. Oh yeah. That that is the classic. I mean, I'm sure you have Mariah Carey. All I, all, all I want for Christmas yeah, is you. Yeah, all the classics. Yeah, all the absolute bangers. But for me, yeah. it's always been Missy Higgins "NYE," which is a, a cover of an original. But I really like the cover more than more than the original. Um, it's just a, it's just a beautiful song. I don't I don't know why I like it so much. It's kind of upbeat and fun. Uh, there's a live version that I really like. And yeah, I, I just find it one of those songs that around this time, I always play it when everyone's a bit, everyone's getting drunk, everyone's having a good time, everyone's relaxing. It's kind of my my go-to Christmas song. Perfect. Thank you very much. Oh, is that all you need? That's great. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need. Uh, perfect. So there we have it. The first five guests of 2022 will be... Becky, 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 Michelle Brazier, Cam James, Conchetta Caristo, and Sam Peterson. Thanks again to everyone who contributed to this show. It was so much fun to put together. I hope you liked listening to it, and I really hope you enjoyed the playlist. If you do like the show and you want to support it, please do go and leave us a review. Uh, this can count as your, your good deed of the day, and I think those count for double around Christmas time, so extra incentive. Thank you so much to everyone who has done so already. I really do appreciate it. If you're new to the show here, if you just haven't done so yet, please go and give us a follow on the socials as well. It's at Mixtaping Identity on Instagram, at Mixtaping ID on Twitter. There'll be loads of fun stuff going on there in the new year, so make sure you're following and you're in the loop and get involved in the conversation. I'm going to be taking a little break over the festive period here, so the next episode will be in January. Becky's playlist will be with you on the 3rd of January and her episode is on the 6th. I'll be back with you then for episode 9. So in the meantime, look after yourselves. Have a great holiday season, whatever you're celebrating. And we'll be right back after Missy Higgins.